in three, two, one. Welcome to the Center Bench Sports Podcast, where four washed-up athletes sit around and scrutinize sports. Starting at Center Bench, we have Mikey, Peo, Luke, and myself, Luca. Happy Saturday, boys. Peo, I heard you're a little hungover today. Yeah, my mind's a little mush right now, so hopefully <laughs> you can't tell during the podcast. Maddie Mush over here. <laughs> not, not, following the co- not following the COVID rules. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that, Matt. Yeah. Did you have a little gathering was, last night? Man. I, was in, I was inside five people. You're Man, you got, five people now. You guys got to be yeah, careful. 2021 is fucking cancel culture. You, yeah. you, you break some of these rules, you're done. I'm 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 starting a, a movement right now to to cancel Matt Pao. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Man, we're gonna start getting messages. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm canceling the fact that how nice of a guy he is. I, we can't have that oh, many nice guys in nice, this world. Thanks, nice. Luke. Nice. I, I got right. you. You're, Good recovery. You're still you're still an asshole, Matt. <laughs> All right. Should we uh, get ready to roll or what? Yeah. Let's do it. now time for starter bench i'm going to ask if the bench wants to be starting or in other words loving or benching meaning hating a few sports topics and other headlines this week boys are you starting or benching the first topic the nhl espn and disney seven-year deal this includes games across cable outlets streaming platforms like hulu and stanley cup finals on abc we starting or benching I'm starting. I think it's for the NHL side. I think it's a, a huge win for them to have ESPN uh, doing business with them. Last time NHL was on ESPN, the league was in a really good spot. And there was that famous Sports Illustrated article that came out saying hockey is hotter than basketball. Um, so I think the league, uh, ESPN could do good things for the league. So I'm uh, I'm starting it. I'm starting it as well. I think it's a, it's a good deal for the league especially i think espn gives them that much needed exposure um what i'm what i'm not particularly sold on is the idea of streaming services and sports it hasn't really seemed to take it take it off in at least the north american market right now so we'll see if espn can put some juice into that and really transform it um, but i think in terms of the league it's is a very smart deal espn i was surprised that they dished out that much money considering how many cutbacks they've had um, but I think it's it's the way they structure structure the deal is quite smart, and they're they're not taking on all of the risk. I'm gonna bench it until ESPN starts to hire some actual per, like hockey personnel and people know know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, it's a good deal for the NHL, good for them. But so far, what I've seen, like Stephen A. Smith yeah. and a couple and a couple other clowns talking about the NHL, like if they want to grow the NHL, those guys are not the guys to do it. Yeah, but that, I think that's I think that's inadvertently good for the sport because I think the sport needs some sort of like mainstream entertainment to it, right? So it, yeah. it, as much as it, he looks dumb talking to- hockey right now, but I think it brings entertainment. Yeah, I don't know. After seeing that post of, about him talking about the NHL, it, it just seemed like he was making fun or poking fun at yeah. the NHL. Are you starting or benching the tea on Meghan Markle and Prince Harry versus the royal family? I'll start it. I think. Um, I don't know. Some people are giving them flack about like, oh, like poor you, you and your your lifestyle. But if they're exposing what's going on behind the scenes and what what they're saying is true, then I think good for them because I think the the monarchy in England is a complete waste of taxpayer dollar. Uh, they don't do anything. They sit around and just collect money. Um, so good for them for exposing them, and hopefully there's actual change that comes out of it in terms of the structure of the political system. 
I'm benching it from the standpoint of watching it. Like, who cares about watching the royal family? Anything to do with them? I don't get why people are so invested in it. Um, but what Luke said in terms of the content that came out and if what they said is true, then obviously that has to be acknowledged. But benching it from a viewership standpoint. Yeah, I'm going to bench it. I didn't even watch it, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bench it as well. It's time for the royal family to get going. Next on our list, are you starting or benching the CFL and XFL potential merger? I'm benching it. I, I think the CFL has like a lot of good history behind it, um, and I think that gets abruptly destroyed with a with a partnership like the XFL. I understand that they're probably desperate right now, and it may keep the league alive. But I'm benching it on the on the fact that it's just going to kind of ruin the history of the league. Yeah, at first I was going to bench it, but then uh, I heard a lot. <clears throat> about the XFL and the CFL and how bad the CFL is in shape financially, and this might be the only way that they continue to keep going. Uh, so that kind of changed it to a start for me. Um, I don't know. I'm down for change to see how it like, works. I don't know how they're going to mesh the two leagues in terms of the rules and everything, uh, but it's worth a shot instead of just folding <clears throat> the CFL because there is a lot of history. Maybe they could find something that works. Yeah, I'm following the same path as Mikey. I'm starting it as well. They probably are doing this because they need to. It's out of necessity, probably for both leagues financially. Um, and anytime you can do business with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, he has a huge following. <laughs> we make fun about the wrestling impact, but like he's a pretty big industry in himself. Um, so I think he would be able to help grow the game and attract a, a newer audience, which the CFL needs. And I do think they'll also preserve the history um, behind it like I can see them still handing out the great cup and probably playing three down football um, so if they do that then it's a win-win for the CFL so I'm starting it yeah I'm also going to start every anything the rock touches is just a win and also it helps the CFL players get some light with the American viewership all right moving on uh, Justin Bieber's new song featuring the Maple Leafs <laughs> are we starting or hold on it? heaven is not a place so, so far away <laughs> I'll start it full start. Um, that's the best oh, music really? video I've ever seen. Justin Bieber's <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber's blown up since he started hanging out with Austin Matthews. So shout out to Matthews for helping his career. Um, but I can't love me some Justin Bieber. I'm benching it because oh, I, to me, like I, I wanted to start it, but then I, I listened to it and I'm just like, what? I don't understand the song dynamics with this yeah, music video yeah, of Hot. Like I was yeah. expecting some like pump up hockey song but it was just like i don't understand this it, it's, it feels kind of lame uh but i do like the fact that similar to how drake's doing it with the raptors justin bieber is is leaning into the leafs i think it's good for the leafs to grow their audience outside of canada and toronto area and then i think it's good for justin bieber to attach himself to something for his brand yeah i'm, I'm gonna start it as well like, i i liked it and Kind of what you said, Luke. I like how Bieber's now putting the spotlight on a Canadian hockey team with like the following that he has. But I will say, Justin Bieber, he's been, I think he's only been a Leaf fan for about two years because I've seen the guy in a Penguins jersey <laughs> playing pickup hockey. I've seen him in an LA Kings hat, Detroit Red Wings. He's so he kind of has fan. that, he kind of has that Drake fanboy. Uh, feel to him right now he's like camps he with the nfl <laughs> <laughs> hopefully he doesn't curse the leafs either like the drake curse yeah true 
speaking of the Raptors, uh, are we going to start or bench the new their their new uniforms? They're purple and black. I don't know if you boys saw it, but uh, are we starting or benching it? Bench. I don't like them at all. I think I was saying I like the color, like the purple and black, but the uh, the design of them were terrible. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bench it. it. I'm going to bench it as well. The Leafs retro jersey is even better than that. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, no, I'm I'm also benching it. It looks like it, like like Peo said, I like the the colors, but it looks like it was designed in like Microsoft Paint by some eighth grader. <laughs> uh, they could have done a much better job to bring like the retro vibes into a new world. All right, are you are you starting or benching the persona of Bryson DeChambeau? He recently made a statement that golf courses cannot be Bryson proofed. I know I th- I'm going to start just Bryson in general. I think he's a good like fresh new blood into the golf game he's kind of trying to change the golf game and take a different approach uh, he's bringing a young i think a younger audience to the golf game too which has historically an older audience um i think he's done a lot of good for the game of golf but him in terms of him like bullying the course and he's gonna you know for oh for me this is a 67 par i don't know i don't i watched him last sunday i don't see he doesn't have that much of an as of an advantage like yeah on that I think it was the sixth hole. He he clears the water and everything. But Lee Westwood's like 100 yards behind him. Then they both have... He has like, okay, an 80-yard chip shot. The other guy's 180. But they almost both ended up in the yeah. same spot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. Just that style, I don't know how effective it's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting him from the standpoint that I, I think he's good for the league. I think every league needs a villain. Um, and golf hasn't really had one for years. It's just kind of been this posh white boy sport that yeah. is like yeah. you play by the rules and you have to talk a certain way. Um, so I, to Mikey's point, I like that he's changing the way that the, the game is being played and attracting a younger audience. Me personally, I don't like him. I like I have my biases elsewhere, um, but I think he's he's good for the sport of golf. <laughs> That's a nice jersey you're wearing. I was just wondering if you overpaid for it. (laughs) (laughs) No. The best. Every every dollar that I was spent on this is worth it. All right? This is my quarterback. I was just—I was just wondering if it was in the in the air in Dallas to overpay for things. So. <laughs> no, no, everything is bigger in Texas, including contracts. <laughs> I don't know. What'd you guys think? I thought it was a little bit of a splash. Yeah, it was a—I think it was a gross overpayment by probably close to ten million. Like he was—he should have been in the mid third. I was thinking like anywhere between thirty and thirty-five million. If the deal should have came in, uh, and it was forty plus, making the second highest paid quarterback. I don't know. Dallas has a lot of big contracts with Amari Cooper and Zeke and a couple other guys and I don't they paid all those guys top five money and I don't think any of them are top five in their position Uh, so I think that's a dangerous recipe I would just say I agree with Mikey that I think definitely overpaid Dak is the second highest paid QB right now and like Mikey said he's not even the top five best quarterback I wouldn't even probably have him in the top eight right now especially coming off an injury the one thing I will say though I thought I read that his cap hit is is lower than the actual yeah. forty million. So yes, it is. In that sense, who gives a shit how much he's getting paid? The, the biggest thing is the cap hit, right? Let's so go pale. That'd be my take on it. But yeah, but that's for one. That's for one year. right? That's for one year. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. They do push the problem 
back, but I did like. So but they're Dax, getting the new TV deal, right? So that might help with the cap. Jerry, too. Yeah. Jerry knows what he's doing. I think Dak's team had a lot of leverage in the negotiation, which is why he was probably overpaid because of the cap situation. They they saved fifteen mil- million by not tagging him. Right. The I, I actually think it was a smart deal. Like I, I I never knew that you could structure the deal where you have like two years void, so that when mm-hmm. you restructure in the future, it gets spread out over the more years therefore lowering your cap it i thought that was like unique i didn't know you could do that but having said that i i was kind of surprised because it we there's a history in the league of coming back from major injuries especially leg injuries for them to to do this deal before having seen evidence on the field that Dak can come back at a high level and win them a super bowl is super gutsy what's but your be- take luke as a cowboy right, this fan? is my take i'm ready i've I'll be the first to admit that a proven way to win in this league is either a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract or a vet quarterback with a discount. And we all saw that with Brady. That obviously isn't the case with the Cowboys. I hear people saying, well, you should just let him walk. Well, if we did this, let's explore our options to see if there are any better options out there. So, you, oh, you know, you have a top 10 uh, draft pick, draft a quarterback in the draft. You might find a decent one at number 10, but I don't think it's the risk you're willing to take when the Cowboys are in a win now type of mode. We can't go back and try to find our quarterback for the next four to five years. The, cor- the Cowboys are not built like that. Another option is, oh, why, why don't you trade or sign a free agent quarterback? Well, what are, what are the options out there? You got Darnold, who uh, he was on record that he's gonna he's seeing ghosts. So no, I'm not taking that. Uh, Texans stated that they're not willing to trade Watson at this time. Where does this leave the Cowboys? Let Dak walk and have a massive question mark at the quarterback position for maybe months? I don't know how you want to leave a quarterback like that after last season debacle. So let's go to the NFC. I have a question for you guys. Name the top five teams right now in the NFC that don't have quarterback issues. That don't have quarterback issues? Yeah. Tampa, Green Bay, LA, uh, Rams. Yeah. The Rams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinals. Okay. Cardinals, yeah. Four. Okay, so Atlanta. Seattle, five. Like Seattle. If there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Packers. Rodgers seems okay as now. I'll give you the guys that. Uh, but he tends to get upset with Green Bay, and there's rumors that he... Wants more money, so I don't know. That could get messy. Bucks, Brady, he may he, he signed the extension. He may leave in a few few years, or and he's getting old. Breeze, same thing, might be his last year. He might have to. Cardinals at this current time, I'm putting Dak over Murray all day. I, in my I, opinion, I disagree. Uh, you're crazy. Uh, Stafford, I'm again. Dak is better than Stafford. Disagree. And Seahawks, Russ is okay. Russ is not happy <laughs> with the team. He might leave, and rumor has it he might go to the AFC, like to a team like the Raiders. So back to this deal, we just guaranteed to have a great quarterback for four years, where either better quarterbacks are retiring or they're on their way out. Again, what more do you want? This brings me back to the last point, and that's to sign him, which we clearly did. And yes, it was a lucrative amount of money. Am I happy he's getting paid $40 million a year and is the second highest quarterback in the in the league? I frankly don't care, as as Peo said. Like, who cares? You know, Mikey said, oh, well, Cooper's signed. All these players are signed to lucrative amount of money. Yes, fine. But these this automatic conversion clause, Jerry can go at any time. It could go 21, 22, 23, and just convert the salary into signing bonus. He can decrease Dak's cap hit year by year. So who cares if they sign $40 million, right? Yeah, but okay. So what, what okay, I will so- say, like you, you talked about, you're like, okay, 
it's so smart because the cap hit this year yeah, it's coming up is saved. But then you, but your argument before was that it's like, okay, the quarterbacks, the strong quarterbacks in the NFC are going to be out of the league and down the road. Down the road, Dak's cap hit is is large. Like his cap hit next year is thirty one, then it goes up to forty two million. Yeah, then, yes, th- then forty seven. That clause, <laughs> that clause, that automatic conversion clause, he can just push back. Yeah, but but, you, but then you, you run into an issue like the Steelers, the where bonus. yeah, you just keep pushing it back, and then you're screwed in later years. Well, but he has four years. So if if we get a Super Bowl in four years, it's worth every penny. I, I, I just sure. don't I just don't see how you could say that paying da- Dak Prescott this being the second highest paid quarterback is a good deal. The way like that he's, we he's not even it, he's he's barely a top ten quarterback. So to make him the second top ten quarterback because I make have him, st- I have, I have stats and we can go by eye test. You want, to make him top ten or the second highest paid is like I just think it's a little bit it's they overpaid him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to, to me, admit that and still be happy with the deal that he signed. No, they, but you can't overpay. You, I, I, that argument I, I don't agree with because, like, the quarterback. Okay, let's say, for example, the quarterback market, you have to treat it as an actual market. So let's say it's a, like the housing market, right? Uh, the quarterback market over year by year increases. So that's the housing market. So, for example, in 2016, let's say the house that you want to purchase is valued at 600K. The top salary contract in 2016 was Andrew Luck at $23 million per year. The next year, the house around the corner from you is valued at 800 k The top quarterback salary in that year was Jimmy G at 27.5. So like, you, the, the market keeps increasing. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It's just it, it's a fact. That's how it is. We're going to see in couple of years from now, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, all these quarterbacks are going to be paid more than $40 million a year. That's just how it works. So well, those like Josh Allen's is a difference maker. And yeah, you have to pay him and make him the highest paid quarterback. That's yeah, you have to do that. It's Lamar Jackson oh, when, a difference maker. Yeah, he's got an MVP. He's got an MVP. It, is Jared Goff $33.5 million per year? 2019 was the highest paid quarterback in that year. Is, was he a difference maker? Where is he now? I'd rather have Goff than Dak at 33 than $41 million for Dak. I think the question becomes is can the Cowboys win a Super Bowl in the next two years? Because uh, if they can't, then you're going to run into – it's tough to understand and predict out what the, the cap is going to be. But I think it's going to be challenging to to have put together a roster that can win a Super Bowl with his cap hit getting pushed back and back. I think this you, this con like you make fair points, Luke. I agree with you. It's like yeah, sure, he's a he's top two quarterback in terms of his contracts right now, but that's going to change probably next year, right? And, but and making, uh, I think I'm just saying when people say, well, he's not the top two quarterback in the league, so why pay him that money? You had no option. You, no, but you, you, you see, had, they did you it with you can't go backwards. The Rams did it with golf. You said. They made him this the highest payer. They made him, and look what 2019, happened. Twenty nineteen, yeah. Look at how that turned out. When you when you pay non difference makers top quarterback money, you're you're handicapping your franchise. But, but you have to pay your quarterback, so you let him walk, and then it's just you have to let a, you a have to be build mode for, and, and we're not built like that. We have no we had no other option. But who who else on the team is so good? Like the offensive lines deteriorating. The defense we is ha- an absolute. We have the best receiving joke. Oh, yeah, we're. So you got some uh, good receivers, yeah, and you got that, Zeke. We have the best receiving core. We have the top f- five t- 
top three running backs in my opinion. Uh, yeah, sure, the line is being is beaten up right now, but I think we can fix that. And on defense, it's a big question mark. But with all these these clauses, right, that I mentioned with the team, they all we just made an additional $20 million in cap space just restructuring all these types of deals. Zach Martin's deals, Tyrone Smith's deal, uh, Amari Cooper's deal. Uh, Elliott is probably next with, with his uh, restructure. So with these clauses, it doesn't matter if it's 2020, 2022, 2022 2023. We're just going to keep restructuring. We have, we have, I think we have a solid foundation for a great team. And- I, I would have paid Zach, Dak based on history if he was healthy and and if he can come back from this injury like he played before then i still probably pay him the money but to me it's just a question of can he come back to the same quarterback yeah i don't know why didn't you do the deal last year then well that i think i think like, that's I where the cowboys made made the mistake i think what they should have done is make sign Dak because they didn't obviously they didn't know if he was the guy they should have signed Dak when the Rams signed Goff or when went when the Eagles signed Wentz and 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 you would have saved seven million dollars a year for sure yeah but I don't blame the Cowboys for not not doing that because when you see when you do that and you're wrong then you cripple your franchise undoubtedly he's he's got a lot of pressure on him um, but who do you guys think has the most pressure on them for next year in terms of NFL quarterbacks? I would probably have to say Dak. I, I don't necessarily think Dak, even like with like the high cap hit, I think as a, as a Colts fan, probably Wentz just for his oh, career, right? Like, it's, yes, he's in a good situation now, but like as we said on the podcast before, it's now time to put up or shut up. And this can like this can be his job on the line, his NFL starting career on the line if he shits the bed because he walked into the perfect situation for him, and the Colts are expected to contend for a Super Bowl. So I actually think maybe um, Carson Wentz mm-hmm. might have yeah. the most pressure at QB. Yeah, I think like you said, Dak got his bag, and he does have a little bit of a crutch with his injury to lean on if he has it a little bit of an off year. So I agree. I was debating between um, Wentz, Josh Allen and stafford because i think stafford and wentz are in similar boats where they good point yeah yeah, they're like they've had the crutch of their bad team or bad coaching or whatever and now it's like okay no more excuses um so just to i guess change things up a little bit i would say stafford for me they they, he's got to put up or shut up okay it's time to uh talk some puck uh, Patrick Kane just celebrated his thousandth game in the league. Boys, is he the U.S. goat of hockey? What do you guys think? I think he's the greatest American hockey player of all time for sure, and his career's not even done, so he just has time to add to that resume. Um, he's won it all. Was it three Stanley Cups? He has. I think he's won an MVP, most points. He's won everything there is to win in terms of ind- individual awards, along with the three Stanley Cups. Um, just the way he plays too it doesn't matter who he's playing with it just seems like every time he's on the ice Chicago has a chance to score and he's fun to watch too he doesn't play a boring style probably the best hands I've ever seen too in the league Um, and he makes the biggest thing I know John Shannon always talks about is making your your line mates better that you play with and Patrick Kane certainly does like I can't even recall who he's playing with this year and he's second in the league in points and for me right now, I don't know if this is a hot take in terms of this podcast. I have him as the MVP of the league right now. Oh, wow. 
Um, you heard it here so, first. He, and he's brought he's brought up guys like Brandon Saad. Look how good of a player he was. And then Saad goes to Columbus and he drops off. Yeah. Um, Panarin, he he turned Panarin into a star. He's still killing it, Panarin. But um, I think Patrick Kane probably had a lot to do with that. So yes, I think he's the greatest American of all time. I think he's definitely in that conversation. Um, I think you can't you have to mention Chris Chellers when you're talking goats in terms of American-born players. Three Norris's, three cups, eleven All-Star appearances. Uh, he played over sixteen hundred games, almost three hundred games in the playoffs. Like he's got a resume, like really. It's really up there for me. Um, Kane's resume is not done, so I think he does definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Um, I agree with a lot of the points Peo said. I think right now the MVP is Matthews, but if I have to put second, Kane is my clear-cut second. Uh, what he's done with Chicago, everyone expected them to be a non-playoff team, and I think they're like six or seven games over five hundred. Mm-hmm. I, was, Mikey, I was surprised you didn't say Aussie. I was just going to say, I'll give Mikey credit because as soon as I saw this on the schedule, I was like, he better not say math. <laughs> he will be, but he, he hasn't done what Kane and like what Kane has done. It's just a matter of time. I, I always like, I mean, I love, I, there's many Americans that I love, especially in other sports, but for some reason, NHL hockey players, just because the rivalry with the Olympics, every time yeah. I see them, they just kind of like, it pissed me off. Like I remember Mike Medano yeah. back in the day. Just like I used to get <laughs> that guy's white shiny teeth. He just yeah. pissed me off. Jeremy Roenick. Yeah, yeah. I I think there's um, I th- he he must be right now. Like by the time he retires, he, I think he will be. Um, but I think the good news for American hockey and maybe the bad news for Canadian hockey is that there's a lot of big up and coming players. Like we talked about Jack Eichel before, that could come up and take his throne. Uh, but I think by the time he retires, he's he's going to be a better overall player than guys like uh, Chelios, Brett Hall, Mike Badano, etc. And I remember meeting Patrick Kane in the Buffalo airport on my way to Florida one year. This is probably over 10 years ago. And he looked like just like a 14-year-old boy. He was all like shy and timid. What, was this Party <laughs> Kane? Or to see. Was this Party I Kane? I think this was just before. This was a couple years before Party Kane. Oh, okay. Um, so you didn't it was really like when, I think he's only been in the league like three years at the time maybe. Hmm. Um, and you can tell he, he wasn't used to people recognizing him out in public <laughs> as of yet. But still it was great to get a picture with him and chat with him for a bit. Yeah. Do, do you think, Matt, I know you're you're biased on the topic, but interested to hear your perspective. Do you think his resume rivals Crosby's? In, in terms of the individual point, like individual statistics could be, it's close up there. Like it's not too far off because like the guy puts up points at will and he's a super skilled player. But um, when it comes to like overall player and, I mentioned that he does make his teammates better, but I don't think anyone does it better than Crosby. He gets the most out of his team. Um, like I still have Crosby as a better player than him, but to answer like your question in terms of statistically speaking, yeah, it's it's he he does he, he can yeah. compete with them with it for sure. I think I just think the the hockey media just based because it's based out of Canada. If you're not a Canadian player or you don't play in a Canadian market, you mm-hmm. don't get the love that you deserve. Yeah, um, and That's I think fair. Patrick Kane to a certain extent has probably been underappreciated because of that. But when you look at his resume, it's phenomenal. Like he went through some of the achievements. Yeah. Um, so it would be interesting to see if he had that kind of resume in, in a Canadian market, if the storyline... I feel, uh, I feel like he also got like a dark horse after that whole stunt in the cab. Like after yeah. that, like I guess he was just like 
a black sheep in the NHL, even well, though we, he's changed. Well, look, like Luke, where you said like the media, it's a good example. Like just even look at the team when they were winning those cups. All you heard about was Jonathan Taves, and yeah. then it was Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Jonathan Taves is such a great leader and two A player, which he's he's definitely a great player, Jonathan Taves. But I think yeah. that that's Patrick Kane's team for me. Yeah, yeah. It, like if if Austin Matthews was putting up the same numbers he's he's putting up in like Dallas, like he's not. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. every, he's still the same player on the ice, but I think outside of the ice, he doesn't get nearly as much media attention yeah. Yeah. Uh, and love as he's getting right now in Toronto. Yeah, agree. So the East Division is probably, you, I would say, the closest division as in, in a playoff race. Uh, I'm curious to see what the boys have to say about their playoff predictions now. It's probably, what, halfway through the season right now, close to it. Um, what do you boys think? I want to see all of you guys go back on your Boston hate from before the season. So I'm interested to see. <laughs> I mean, but Boston's sliding down though in the division. Are, like yeah. it's, and I, I kind of thought heading into like when I gave those predictions, I thought Boston and Philly would be fighting for that last spot. And mm-hmm. right now, at least they are. I know there's games in hand yeah. and whatnot. Um, but I think right now, if I had to pick, I think it's Philly that's missing out. A lot of people were high on them, picking them to win the division. Carter Hart has been very bad for Gotta Philly. Have. Brian Elliott has been... They've been going to Brian Elliott a lot more, and Brian Elliott has been playing a lot better than Carter Hart. Um, so, as always, it looks like Philly has some goaltending controversy and not a lot of confidence in their goalies right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's Philly that's missing out for me. I think it's going to be Philly and Pittsburgh fighting for that last yeah. spot. I think Pittsburgh's a better-built team. Um, I just wanted to point out like how strong and solid Washington is. Like they're every, every time you watch them, they they kind of makes me want to put them as like my my cup contender. Man, uh, the I'm just looking at it here. The Islanders are on a seven game winning streak. Well, that's what yeah, they, the Islanders look strong. They played, they played Buffalo three times, and like yeah, when you're in this God. division and you play, you're playing the Devils or Sabres, you can't lose. Yeah, I just you cannot afford to lose to those ga- spe- those teams. Speaking on that, Mikey. Pittsburgh finally played Buffalo for the first time. Mm. They have Buffalo seven more times, and they have New Jersey eight more times. That's so huge. That's looking huge. where Pittsburgh is in the standings, and everyone was on them, I think they did pretty well considering they played all the top teams to start their season. Um, and now they're riding a four-game win streak. Gino finally woke up. Go, Gino. Uh, Jari's mm. playing solid. He was off to that horrendous start. But, I mean, looking even with Freddie, they have pretty similar numbers, Mikey, Jari and Freddie. Um, so he's been he's been playing a lot better, and I'm confident in Jari moving forward. Latang's been better now that Dumoulin came back and is playing back to his usual self. So I have a lot of confidence in the Penguins moving forward because the hardest part of their schedule already happened, and they stayed in a good spot. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I'm still not, I'm not still not sold on Jari, but. We'll see how it works out. He's been better, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's still got a pretty... Philadelphia has a big controversy as well. Um, But yeah, I would be curious to see... Like you mentioned, they have seven and eight games. That's a a huge plus for me. I'd be curious to Mm -hmm. see what what Philadelphia, what the Islanders... I don't know. I don't see Washington missing. I also don't see Boston missing. Um, But a good team's going to miss the playoffs. decided to switch things up a bit instead of asking the questions we decided to get our loyal fans involved yesterday the bench posted on their ig page at center bench pod go follow now to ask questions that the bench will answer we got some great one boys 
first on our list, shout out to Charles Lopresti, aka Christian, the the shark. How many rings will Mahomes end up with over the next five year span? Keep in mind cutting both OTs. I'm gonna say one max. I don't I don't think they'll repeat or go in consecutive Super Bowls. I don't think they'll even go to the Super Bowl next year. So I think in that five year span I'll give them one. Yeah, I think Mahomes is that good that yeah, he will win one in the next five years. I think also a big point is now he's making big boy money. He's the highest paid quarterback. He's no longer on his rookie deal and they can surround him with a whole bunch of other uh, talent, like Lucas said, this the recipe seems to be rookie deal or veteran taking a pay cut, trying to win. Uh, he's neither of that. He's the exact opposite. He's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I think that's going to make it very tough, um, uh, but I'll give him one. Yeah, I would like to be different, but I'd also say one. Curious to see how they rebuild their offensive line because I think it's extremely problematic, but it's good that they're addressing it early and then looking for options elsewhere. Um, but I'm going to say one just be based on how good he is and, and see what he can overcome. We'll keep it in the NFL. Our next question, um, and it was asked by Moyer52, Ross Moyer, does Dak win a Super Bowl on his new contract? Short and sweet, no. Um, don't see it happening in the next four years for the Cowboys. No, me neither. Uh, that's a shame. I don't think you should sign him to a deal like that if you don't think he can win a Super Bowl for you and with your current roster. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. Yes, the NFC might get a little easier over the next couple of years, but there's so many loaded young quarterbacks in this league that I think are going to come in and make a big difference and impact in the league, and I don't think Dak is the player that can win them a Super Bowl. We love to prove the doubters wrong, and I'm going to go, of course, yes. At least We'll at least win one. Um, <laughs> our next question, we're going to the NBA. Shout out to Adam Ionico. Who is the NBA Rookie of the Year? I think it's Adam's boy, uh, LaMelo Ball. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Mikey. LaMelo Ball and his luscious locks wins Rookie of the Year this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm going LaMelo as well. His only real competition is Anthony Edwards. Edwards is trending upwards, though. They're giving him more minutes, uh, and he's making some big splash highlight plays like his dunk over my boy Utah Watanabe. But I think uh, LaMelo Ball has been the best overall rookie this year. Across the bar, the ball, I'm going to go LaMelo Ball as well. Um into the NHL, Pacone24 had a great question here. Shout out to Pinner. Should the Sabres trade Eichel and start another rebuild? I'm going to say no, they shouldn't. Jack Eichel, when healthy, is one of the top players in the league, and those players are hard to come across. The draft, everyone always says to rebuild, load up on draft picks, but you never know how those are going to turn out, and I don't think Jack Eichel's the problem in Buffalo. I think they, could, they should be looking to retool around him, so no, I don't think they should trade him. Uh, I agree with that, but I don't. I don't think Eichel feels the same way. So for that reason, I don't think they're really going to have a choice. I think he's going to want out. Um, and like Pale said, they could rebuild and finish in the top three the next five years in a row, and probably not get a player like Jack Eichel. Uh, so if he's willing to retool and 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 try to change things up, then I would definitely listen to him. But I, I just think he's had enough. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I'd like to see him stay, but unfortunately. The, the cases that all of these players are demanding trades and wanting out and they get what they want. What happened to loyalty in the league, especially supporting smaller markets? And that's why I respect a guy like Damian Lillard that, that stands up for Portland and wants to play there. Yeah, but at least, like, to defend Jack Eichel a little bit, like, Buffalo's been a disaster. <laughs> like, at least yeah, Portland's they're competitive. They're, you know, they're making the playoffs pretty 
pretty consistently. Like Buffalo can't even crack the playoffs. But to Peo's point, he's not the issue. Like if figure out what the issue is, change elsewhere and support him however he wants to support be supported, right? Yeah. I don't know. I agree like that the whole new culture now they p- people just demand trades, but he has given them what is this now? He's this is his 6th year. So he did give him a pretty good effort if, if this season, he's off season, he says he wants out. We also have some honorable uh, questions that we'll just uh, <laughs> ask out here. From Chris Finelli, 93. Can Luke just admit that Big Ben coming back is terrible and he belongs in an old age home? Do you have any comment <laughs> with that? <laughs> After every Steelers loss, I get a message from Vanelli about Big Ben in a retirement home, but he fails to message me in the 12 games that they won the last year. Oh, <laughs> shit. Shots fired. Uh, our second honorable question, uh, it comes from uh, the great real estate agent, Alex Hill 14. Does Luke have a man crush on Pale? <laughs> I'm going to say I, I do. <laughs> there's, a cu- there's, a, yes. there's a couple pictures yes. that say they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't release those. No, please don't. I, mean, I usually get blackout drunk and, and run home to my bed on the way home, but I, I'm really interested to see how Peo and Lucas nights end, uh, especially when they live together. <laughs> oh, God. I, I thought destroy n- the evidence. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm blushing here. Holy shit. I think Nick Sav 5 had one as well. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's not get Nick Sav canceled. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 didn't th- he thought the uh, questions were anonymous, so we're uh, yeah. we'll, we'll let that be. Very yeah. very disrespectful question, though. Very naughty. <laughs> let's talk some hoops, boys. I know uh, Luke and Peo. Um, you guys got into the Top Shot cards. Yeah. Like, explain explain to the uh, listeners what your experience was like. Yeah, so 30,000 foot view, if you don't know what Top Shot is, it's essentially card collecting, but you're you're collecting virtual moments and assets on the internet, uh, which are highlights. So every week or so, a new pack gets released. You purchase a pack, just like a pack of cards, and you own this moment that is um, basically crypto embedded so that nobody else can can steal the moment or you can't send it to other people. And right now it's making waves because all of these moments are going for hundreds of, or some of these moments are going for hundreds of thousands and people are making a lot of money off of it. Uh, so Matt and I decided to, to get into the game together. Super cool experience actually. So like you, you they gave you, they send you an email saying like, oh, um, time to purchase or whatever, like we're releasing this pack. And then right at the, at the bell, they randomly put you in a spot in line and then like five minutes later they tell you what spot you're in so there's so much suspense built like it reminds me of of buying sneakers or lining up or going on the sneakers app and then you open your pack and like it starts unveiling these moments it was super cool so matt and i we got like a an entry level pack it was only 14 dollars, but we got a a dope damian lillard limited edition three-point shot nice uh goran dragic we had a, a layup from him and then malcolm brogdon so some good players um but I, I think our so the total pack was 14 bucks and the the damian lillard moment right now is selling for around 250 us dollars so if we wanted to flip right now we can make some decent coin nice but what luke said like the customer experience is great like i remember because luke did it on his computer like my heart was racing as soon as like eight o'clock I'm like fuck let's go like what do we got what do we got and yeah. he, so, he showed That's me the sick. video yeah like i recorded cool. the the moment like opening the pack and like it shows you like the highlights it's like super cool 
and i think there's so much upside it's only in beta like once this gets into like mm-hmm. an, a phone app i can just see like kids in schools like showing each other yeah. their their moments and stuff and it, it's good for the the league gets a cut too in the play like i think the league and the players association get five yeah. percent of every transaction so not only when you buy it the first time but when there's trades like on those transactions too yeah so from a revenue standpoint obviously COVID, a lot of teams lost a ton of revenue with seats with bums not in the seat um that's a that's a big thing for the nba to get revenue on it i think every league is going to start to follow which they should yeah and the cool thing is they're tying it to the fan experience as well like the the whole talk of the the town in terms of like in the in the sports industry has been like oh how do we get more mm-hmm. people in seats in, in a normal world obviously um so they're going to give people access to exclusive packs when you go to a stadium so they'll give you like whether it be a qr code or whatever and you have the opportunity to buy a special pack so i think that's cool as well but do, like are you guys if it went to the nhl like what's uh what are some i guess players that you'd be hoping to get as a moment like high low sell high type of thing that austin matthews beautiful overtime goal (laughs) moment (laughs) man imagine getting like the Sidney crosby golden goal i was about to say imagine how much that would go for or like in golf like tiger like some of the shots he's made at augusta or like yeah it yeah. can be huge. Yeah, I, I like it's more appealing to me when it's like the NHL. I'll admit that. Like, I'm not a huge NBA guy. Yeah, but I'm still. I don't know. I still like wish it was more physical. But yeah. maybe I'll, maybe I'll slowly come around. I, I think there's ways to to tie it to being more physical, but. I think once you understand that like owning something digitally is the same as owning some, something physically, your head comes around to it. I think the younger generations are better at that. Yeah. Um, like if I like if I got a cool moment, like whatever the Crosby goal or the Big Matthews goal, like I would want to frame it and put it in my basement. Yeah. yeah. And like I can't yeah. do that with that. And yeah, okay, maybe they come up with some kind of thing you can buy that has the moment, but then anyone could just do that too yeah right there's no That's stopping what, people and i know maybe you could say oh there's no stopping people from making fake cards and then doing the same thing as you know yeah but i don't know just like if i get that big moment i'm like I, you know i would frame it and like put it in my basement and you can't do that with this can't be i think you're onto something though maybe we uh we sell we start selling these like frames or something yeah that like have a these screen big, in them yeah like similar to like google similar to google homes yeah like, true yeah because if people are looking at like the people showcase their memorabilia too yeah. but mm. i think that's a super smart idea to like because i think it's similar to the sneaker world it's all about like pride in what you yeah. own right mm-hmm. um, so i think the more you're able to showcase that the more valuable it is becomes. there is there a way like on the app where you can showcase your collection yeah like to the community right right now it's a beta website only Mm -hmm. um but you can like go and click on your collection and like that's what people are doing they're like showing each other moments Mm -hmm. but i think the next step for them and i'm sure they're on to it is like okay how can people better showcase what they have to their friends because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day like that was the fun in owning hockey cards too is like oh like i got zidane ochara's rookie card or whatever and like you're showing your friends or um yeah no, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But I guess throwing this out to the crowd, we wanted to start talking a little bit more top shot because we think it's cool and interesting. So if you're listening, let us know what moments you have, share them with us, and, and we can feature some of your moments and your experiences on the podcast. We think it would be super cool. So in Raptor news, uh, Lowry declares he's retiring a Raptor. Um, if you guys could pick an NBA team to retire on outside of Toronto, of course, where would it be? 
I think the Lakers undoubtedly not like the, the, the franchise itself is one of the most recognized across the world. A lot of history with it, a lot of championships with it. And you're also in LA. So to be a, to be a star in West Hollywood would be pretty cool. So I'm going with the Lakers. I was, I was tempted to go with a team like the Lakers, like even thinking about the Celtics and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think what's cool about Lowry retiring a, a Raptor is that he means so much to that franchise. There's mm-hmm. been so many great Lakers that like, I don't know, this is a little bit selfish of me, but like I would want to go to a market where like I I had more meaning and impact to that franchise. I'm not For saying sure. I, could, I couldn't be a LeBron James, but um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually went with uh, the Phoenix Suns. I think uh, partially back to your childhood. Yeah, yeah, my boy, my boy Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion. I don't know. I really like the organization. I love their jerseys. There's not a ton of sons, maybe outside of Barkley, that are like perennial All Stars or Hall of Famers. So to my point earlier about like meaning more to the city and to the franchise, it'd be cool. And then. Not that we're talking about living area, but like living in Phoenix for your entire career would be sick. Nice. I'll go with uh, the Charlotte Hornets just because uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan will like if I like I, I at Luke's point if I was like the star at Charlotte and I have you know MJ behind me, I would love to retire the Hornet just because MJ would kind of give me the uh, the nod, you know, <laughs> the peace yeah. medal. That's a good you know, point, Obama actually. Obama to the Joe Biden. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't go with Hornets. Uh, I'm going to go with the Knicks. Uh, some of yeah. the points Pale made, I think, like, if you can make an impact there, you'll be a living legend in a city like New York. Uh, it's pretty good to be one of the legends of New York. Well, that wraps up episode 13. Thanks to everyone that's been listening so far. Big shout out to Mike Payo and his new and growing Top Shot collection. Once again, if anybody has Top Shot moments that they want to share with us or experiences, give us a shout and we'll happy to feature you on our, our next episode. Until then, we'll see you next week on episode 14.